I hunger for the Lord's presence. I hunger for the Lord's righteousness. I listen for the voice of the Lord. I listen for his shout, but I don't hear him. I hear him in his whisper. There's a poem by a man named Richard Mullins. He takes listeners into the desolate South Dakota badlands just before a rainstorm. Alone in the vast expanse of nature, he catches a glimpse of the Creator in his creation. God speaks to him in the fury and desolation where the moon spills laughter on the hills and the horizon is aflame with a fiery sunrise and the earth seems to tremble with the rushing of buffalo hooves. Above, in transcendent mystery, it seems to him that the whole universe is standing still. The moment speaks to him and he realizes the meaning of all this. The Lord is in his temple, and the prairies, and the rocks, and the hills cry out the glory of the Lord. If you want to hear the voice of the Lord, Jesus does not shout. He whispers. David wrote, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour out speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard for, from them, and yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the end of the world. If you want to hear the voice of Jesus, he does not shout, he whispers. Since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, and we find ourselves in awe. In the old hymn we sing, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. Do you know that one? Oh, very quiet and subdued this morning. Do you not know that one? Do you know this? Do you know the Lord's goodness? Have you caught a glimpse of His unlimited power? Have you stood amazed with hands raised in worship? Have you knelt amazed in the tears of your own prayers? Have you fallen prostrate, prostrate on the ground in pleading for the forgiveness of your sin? Amazed in awe of the glory and unparalleled love of God. Who is Jesus? Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me, Matthew 28. That's his power. But listen, Jesus also said, learn from me because I am gentle and humble of heart, Matthew 11. That's his gentleness, humility, considerateness forbearing kindness and graciousness. All authority, gentle and humble. All authority, 
gentle and humble. In Galatians, Paul lists nine characteristics of God. The Spirit of God is producing in the life of the Christ follower. The Lord's gentleness is one of these qualities or fruits of the Spirit. He wants His children to bear Him in likeness through our gentleness. In order to grasp the gentleness of God, we must ourselves immerse ourselves in the greatness and glory of Jesus, who has all authority and yet is gentle and humble. And knowing this, we can yield our spirits before the Almighty God without contention, without wrestling with the Lord, without reserve, without dispute, because we believe He with all authority, who is also gentle and humble, is good to us. His dealings with us are good. It is settled. He is good. Who has all authority? Who is gentle and humble? Jesus. Now, our gentleness response to God's authority can be exercised in tender gentleness towards others. Do you see the connection? He has set an example, and he has all power, but his qualities, humility, gentleness. Now we can respond with tender gentleness towards others, which means this in translation, you don't have to compete with anybody. You are not in competition with anyone else. Just drop it. What sense would it make for one powerless person to commit with another powerless person when all glory and authority belongs to the Lord? Be free and liberated this morning. You do not have to compete. You do not have to prove your significance. Oh, if someone would just see the gifts you have, how wonderful you are, the qualities God has given you, and even give you some respect for who you are. But your, your significance does not come from others. Your significance comes from the Lord who loves you, and His dealings with you are good. Nor do you need to envy the better life you imagine others to have. The grass is not greener, trust me. Gentleness is not passive, nor is meekness weakness. The believer bowing is the believer empowered, confident in God, who leads us to be gentle towards others, whether they are friend or foe. Paul tells the church at Corinth, I appeal to you by the humility and gentleness of Christ. Now here's the application as we wrap up. The gentleness of Jesus is an example to the church. We are followers of Christ. Christ is uh, transforming us into his image, and this is part of his image, gentleness. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, Colossians 3. We live in a war-torn world that is losing hope and losing confidence in its institutions and losing confidence in its leaders 
And the church is what it has always been, the only hope for all of the world. And Jesus has commissioned his followers to be the gentle voice of sanity in the room. Even when the world seems on fire, let your gentleness be evident to all, Paul tells the Philippians. The Lord is near. In gentleness, take up the confidence of one who serves Christ, to whom all authority has been given. We'll wrap with this. Would you hold up your hands, please? Would you hold up your hands and look at these? These are the greatest instruments for doing good the world has ever known. You can put them down now. It's not a robbery. These are the greatest instruments for doing good the world has ever known, along with your voice and your ears. Through these, with gentleness, may you turn the delicate pages in the Bible as you preach salvation to the lost. With these, will you hold the hand of the sick and the anxious? With these, will you pull close the brokenhearted when words are inadequate? Would you take these and tear down the walls of poverty between your own house and your neighbor? With these, would you go and visit the faltering in spirit, incarcerated in isolation? Would you feed the hungry, some of whom are starving just for a morsel of encouragement? And with these, you will distribute the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Let's transition into the table.